0: Father, we look to you this morning. We look to your Holy Spirit to, 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 to just to speak to our hearts, Lord, individually. We pray, God, we recognize that we are completely dependent upon you for your direction, Lord, the illuminating of your spirit. And, Lord, this morning we want to sit at your feet. We want to receive from you. We ask, God, that... You would be blessed, Lord, as we spend time fellowshipping, communing with you, looking to you. Father, we also want to pray for anyone here that might not know you, Lord, that you would save their souls this morning. God, we ask all these things to your glory, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark chapter 5, this to me is one of the most encouraging stories in the Bible, It is a story of extreme darkness, but at the same time, extreme deliverance. Mark 5, 1. And they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit, a demonic spirit. Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. But that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, they were broken, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains, in the tombs, crying and cutting himself With stones. It seems like every city in the United States has some kind of story related to the supernatural, an urban legend related to a a paranormal experience. You know, we were just in Savannah and they have the ghost tours. And I'm from California, the city of Lompoc, and we have a mission known as the La Prisma Mission, it was seen on the TV series Scariest Places on Earth. And to be honest with you, I have no idea. The, the only scary thing about the La Prisma Mission is that you might be bored to death <laughs> if you visit the La, La Prisma Mission. But yet, here in the Gadarenes think of what it would have been like to be a parent here in this community you've got this individual as we're going to see his name is legion or he's been given that name it's really a demonic name but legion you see he has haunted the countryside everybody knows about this is this is not an urban legend this is reality here. And this individual, think of your children growing up in this community where you've got this individual who who's extremely dangerous. He he can break iron chains, fetters. Uncontrollable and he lives at the cemetery, in the tomb. Where you know that that's his that's his home. Now, you know, kids are extremely curious and it would be one of those things where, listen, kids, don't buy, you know, stay away from the cemetery, stay away from the graveyard. Make sure you're home, you know, when we, for those of you that were baby boomers in the, in the 60s, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, that was always kind of the, you know, the line. You got to come home as soon as the, you know, back then it was when the streetlights come on. You know, hey, be home before the, you know, when the street light, you get you get home. When those street lights come home, or, or when those street lights come on, you got to be home. Nowadays, kids don't play outside. You know, they're on their, they're on their phones, they're on the iPhones, and you know the internet and you know the games and so. Forth. But, anyways, look, this is one of those kind. It was a very dangerous community because this guy made this community extremely dangerous. And imagine the stories some of these kids had. People, you know, the stories that they would share about this guy. You know. um. Once again, back in Lompoc, and you know, kids always exaggerate. Um, there was another urban legend, and it had to do with this supposed witch that lived in a, a neighborhood not too far from us. Uh, my th- I have three boys. Landon was the one that was leading in worship this morning. But there was a field that all the kids, all the teams would uh, practice, you know, Little League, with their baseball teams. The practice fields were in this housing track. And there was this rundown house across the street from the, from the Little League Fields. And there was this story about a witch living there. And this is no uh, run of the mill neighborhood witch. Uh, the story went, the legend connected to this woman, she didn't have a nose. She was not only a witch, but somehow, you know, her nose had been cut off. And uh, the, the kids would, uh, you know, they'd go across, the after practice, uh, they'd go across the street, and they, you know, the ring and run, they'd ring or knock on the, uh, and they would try and get her to come outside, but no, you know, we'd never, now here's the thing, all these stories, you know, the, the, uh, these little boys, you know, these kids, you know, they're seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, they they were all, hey, this this witch, man, she's across the street. Well, one day, I was... Coming to the the field and I was dropping lantern off for little league practice and there she was watering her lawn Nose intact The myth had been busted It was just all an exaggeration And at that point and she was normal looking, you know, the house was run down the house wasn't in uh, it was in disrepair, but Realize this: the story we're looking at this morning. That this was, this was no legend. This was terrifyingly, horrifyingly real. And uh, this guy could be seen. And uh, not only he would he would cut himself with stones, and that's the, the way it, you know. Whenever the enemy's at work, there's always destruction. And we also see from Luke's account of the story that he was naked. Whenever the enemy is working, there is extreme, you know, there's that darkness that goes with it. And in this case, extreme darkness. And there's always that desire to to destroy. Suicidal tendencies, cutting, marring the image of God that this man was made in. And remember this, at one point, this was somebody's five-year-old boy. Now he's a grown man. We don't know exactly what happened. Obviously, there was a, a, a demonic influence in this man's life. We don't know as, as a result that maybe his parents were involved in the occult. We don't know. But what we do know is this is a real story. There's no exaggeration. The reality was scary. You know, that, it, it, was, it was terrifying. I, I want you also to notice that this individual was from... The area known as the Gadarenes, Gadara. Now, what makes that interesting is this: that was here. Uh, the Lord, He's crossed the Sea of Galilee, and He's come to the dark side of the sea. He's, you know, this is uh, the wrong side of the track, so to speak, because Gadara was that area uh, way back in the Old Testament. As we look at uh, Numbers and uh, that which transpired. With the children of Israel, you had, there were two and a half tribes that determined, hey, we're going to stay on this side of, uh, of the Jordan River. We're not going to cross over. This side's good enough for us. And you had Reuben, Manasseh, and the half tribe, Reuben Gad, Reuben, Gad, and the half tribe of Manasseh. They determined, hey, we're going to stay on this side of Jordan. We're not going to cross into the promised land. We're going to stay here. This is good enough for me. You know, uh, we're, we're, we're farmers, we're cowboys, kind of a deal, and we're cattlemen. And it's uh, Numbers 32, where this is, if you're a, a note taker, but what was wild about the other side, this dark side of the Sea of Galilee, it had a lot, you know, as far as urban legends, it had its own urban legends, but some of them were not legends, they were reality. But uh, once again, there was the mixing, and there were a couple individuals, you know, this was the land of the giants, this was a uh, land of darkness, and Uh, there were two individuals that the Old Testament speaks of. Remember uh, Sihon? He was uh, king of the Amorites. And uh, you also had, supposedly, his brother, uh, Og, who was the king of Bashan. Now, it is believed that they were both giants. We have reference to Og being a giant, but uh, as far as Sihon, we're not certain, but it's very likely that he was. Uh, Jewish tradition tells us they were both giants and that they were actually brothers. Now the urban legend returning, regarding these guys was that they were both the grandsons of a fallen angel by the name of chamaziah And so you see this, this side of the Sea of Galilee was steeped in urban legend, Jewish urban legend. And Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, they thought, you know, as far as looks are concerned, as far as the layout of the land, from their perspective, hey, this is just like the other side. We can see the jo- on the other side of the Jordan River. It doesn't really look like uh, anything much. But, but here's the thing, and, and this is an important point. <clears throat> they were settling for what they probably thought was God's second best. They were willing to compromise. Hey, that side of the lake... Or that side of the river looks the same. But we're just going to stay here. This is good. We don't want to go any further. We don't want to press in. We don't want to uh, go the extra mile. We just, we're just going to stay here because we're comfortable here. Even though, physically speaking, it was maybe a couple hundred feet or a hundred yards or whatever to the other side. Listen, spiritually speaking, it was light years away there was extreme as far, as far as in the spiritual it was extremely different god's blessing was on that other side and the mistake that we so often make as god's people is to we think well this is good enough for me second place or second best you know this is this is i'm comfortable here look you cannot compare Second, really, there is no second best. When we compromise, it's never second. It's never really close to what it, it's light years away from that which God has purposed, from that which God has planned, from God's perfect plan for us. There is no second best. Is God's will or compromised. That you which know, it's way down the line. It's way down uh, as far as the rungs on the ladder. You can't compare it. So it's important that we not compromise. And that's what these individuals did. And then you get to this point where really we see this very dark depressed area and it is spiritually dark as it had been for very likely thousands of at least hundreds of years. Well anyways, you've got Jesus coming in the Lord you see he comes into the area of darkness. And this had been the enemy's turf. As I mentioned, for hundreds of years. And yet Jesus, you see, He, he determined, I, I'm going to that place. And I'm convinced that, you know, if you go to the, we won't do that this morning, but uh, once again, if you go to the previous chapter in chapter four, remember the Lord told the disciples, hey, we're gonna go to the we're get to the other side of the lake. At that point, as the devil sees uh the bow of the ship headed. In his direction or to his territory, as he sees the bow of that boat heading in that direction and he hears the instruction coming from our Lord's mouth that that's where they're going, he realizes, wow, I don't want the Lord over there. And so, as you know, most of you know that in chapter four we have that huge storm that terrified these seasoned veterans. These guys that are fishermen, they, you know, really their whole life they've been fishermen, they've been on the Sea of Galilee, but the devil, I believe, whips up a storm, a storm that they had never seen. Now we know from, uh, you know, from a standpoint of um, nautical fact on the Sea of Galilee, that there are sometimes winds that whip up that, you know, it's about uh, 10 miles long, 5 miles wide, but sometimes there's waves 5 to 10 feet in height on that little lake just because of its uh, geographical position. But so this was a storm where these waves were huge, and these guys are terrified. And remember, they wake up the Lord, and the Lord, he rebukes the wind and the waves. And the word that he used for rebukes there, it means be muzzled, and it's the same word that Jesus used in Matthew chapter 17, when he rebuked the demon that was inhabiting a little boy. So he rebukes, the wind and the way—it's the same word, and very likely you see it was—it was a demonic storm. It was a satanic storm to destroy the Lord and the disciples before the enemy. You know, as far, you know, as, far as the enemy turf, he didn't want the Lord on his turf. So he's—he's he's gone before him. He's trying to destroy that which the Lord is determined to do. Now, as we go back to verse two, it says this: and when he was come. Out of the ship immediately, notice that immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. so this is in a sense, the unwelcoming committee you 've got this man, but remember uh, as I fast forward a few moments ago, his name is Legion, and it's very likely, and most scholars and commentators believe that he has received the name Legion because there are Well, with the Roman army, a legion was 6,000 soldiers. So some scholars believe that this man is being inhabited by 6,000 demons. So this is quite an unwelcoming committee here, sent forth by the enemy. And, you know, the enemy, um, he, he wants to keep people in darkness. And see, just as the Lord pulls up on the shore... The enemy makes sure that he is confronted by uh, his work, you know, as far as this is his masterpiece, you know, this guy, this, you know, Legion. And we see his condition, the unclean spirit. Notice verse 3 who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. This was Legion's condition. No man could bind him. There, there there was no medical help. Uh, there, there was nothing, there was no prescription. There was uh, nothing that the psychiatrist could do, psychologist could There was no psychotropic drug that they could prescribe for this individual. There was uh, nothing, humanly speaking. It's important to recognize that. No mood stabilizer. This guy was... This guy was so far gone, there was, there was nothing in him that was like, hey, Lord, I need help. God, I need your intervention. That wasn't coming from him. But God saw this man, his plight, the, the horrible state of this individual, and it was from the heart of God. I'm, I'm going to deliver this guy. I'm going to go across the lake for this one individual. I'm going to cross the lake. I'm going to, I'm going to deliver this man from his darkness in this filthy condition. Physical filth, spiritual, just that's, that's the way it is whenever the enemy's working. There's always the filthiness, the bondage. That's the environment that the devil provides. It's just always the way it is. It tells us there, as we read in verse 4, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and that is so often the case with individuals who are demon-possessed they exercise supernatural strength you know I was just talking to a friend of mine who's a retired officer and um, so often these individuals that are involved with drugs and as many of you know as we see in the New Testament the word uh, sorcery or witchcraft connected with it's the greek word pharmakia or pharmacos it means the use of drugs for enchantment or pleasure recreational you know when an individual they're on coke or uh crack or some kind of you know mind-altering drug psychedelic drugs or whatever it is so often there's uh They open themselves up to demonic spirits and they become uh, the, the supernatural strength. And he was telling about these individuals with supernatural strength where they were actually shot several times, but they were able to still fight. And it wasn't until they bled out where the officers, you know, because the officer several, you know, maybe a half a dozen officers, you know, they couldn't control this individual because the guy was on PCP or whatever. And these guys just unload on him. And it wasn't until they, this guy, it was a specific case where this guy bled out where uh, they were able to, you know, at that point, there's nothing, you know, um, then he's, sub, you know, he's submissive. But look, supernatural strength, he's able to break chains, and he's in a, a, a tormented state. And, and here's the thing, you know, uh, there, there's a point, and I, I want you to see that, you see, th- this individual is so far gone that there is no human help. Nothing that darwin maslow uh, Jung, none of the there's nothing anybody could do for this guy, nothing they tried with all you know they've got chains they've but they they've they've all given up on this individual maybe you know somebody like this, maybe this morning you've given up on yourself, maybe you think well God, I just i don't know if the Lord could do this I don't know if the Lord could do that I don't know if the Lord could deliver my son or my daughter maybe in Rest assured, nobody is in legions condition this morning that you know, that any of us know. Nobody's like this. And uh, this is the wonder of this story, that God, you see, this was nothing for God to deliver, as we're going to see, is nothing for God to deliver this individual. So never think that you're too far, far gone. Never think that, as Luke tells us, chapter one, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing shall be impossible with the Lord. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. So this guy, humanly speaking, no. But from God's perspective, all things are possible. You know, you think of um, with with dogs. You know, dogs can be domesticated. But when a dog is sick, maybe, you know, to the point where if a dog contracts rabies, It doesn't matter. Look, you can take them to the greatest animal trainer. You can take them to the dog whisperer. You could. Once an animal has rabies, obedience training isn't. That's not the answer. They're too far gone. They've got to be put down because you see, they're they're rabid. They're very dangerous, and that this guy's rabid. I I can remember. I think I was about nine or ten. I saw. uh, I, I saw a. Um, a gopher that had rabies he 's out in broad daylight and he 's got the foam and hes you know he 's kind of got that whole thing going I always remember that you know hey i i I know what you 've got here you know about ten feet i i this guy 's got that stuff called rabies. look this guy is rabid, but the lord you see he's he's he 's the only hope and notice verse six, but when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshiped because see these demons. Uh, let's say there are six thousand of them. They know that there's no wrestling, you know, uh, Greco-Roman or you know MMA or karate, judo, jiu-jitsu. The Lord doesn't. These guys, the demons know this is the God of all the universe. We are, we are in. We have to recognize these individuals, these demonic spirits. They know that Jesus is all-powerful. Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth have been committed unto me, given unto me. So, hey, look, they, they're not fighting him. They're, they're pleading with him. And in verse 7 it says, and cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit, and he asked him, "What is thy name?" And he answered, saying, "My name is Legion." And notice this: for we are many. Now, here's the thing, uh, Legion. This this man, whatever his given name was, we don't know, but he goes by the name Legion because, uh, once again, very likely connected to the demons, a, a multiplicity of demons, and. The, the Lord, you see, he always sees, that that is a very strong, dark barrier, but God sees behind. The Lord is able to look in this man's pupils, and he sees behind all that darkness. He sees that there's a human soul behind all those demons. The, the pupil, the pupils in the ancient world were considered to be the portal to the soul. there's there's a difference isn't there between texting an individual or talking to someone on the phone than to see them face to face eyeball to eyeball it's just different you can pick up on things you can uh, perceive certain things about an individual by looking them in the eye and so the lord you see this is the god of all the universe looking legion in the eye and this this Man who's deemed possessed all the power that's in him that has haunted the countryside is submitted, willing to submit. Look, God, he, God always sees through. He sees through us. He sees what's really happening. He sees past all the. He sees what he wants to do. He sees and under. He, he understands the condition, and he wants to bring relief, maybe this morning you've been experiencing depression and, and nothing has helped. Look, here's the story. Here's the passage for you. You'll never be in Legion's boat. You'll never be in that condition. And God, you see, your condition is far inferior to what, whatever that may be, it's far inferior to this man's state because he doesn't even want help. His vo- vocal cords, everything about him is controlled by the enemy, and yet the Lord is—he's going to change all that real quick here. So I want you to be encouraged. This morning. notice what it says in verse in verse ten. And he besought him much. This is legion. He's begging God. He's begging the Lord that he would not send uh, send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of pigs hogs swine feeding and all the devils besought him saying send us into the swine that we may enter into them and forthwith jesus gave them leave so he like okay you guys go for it and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine and the herd ran violently down a steep place Into the sea. So it gives you an idea of what it was like to be possessed by these devils because a herd of swine, these are unclean. Leviticus, these are unclean animals. And they're dirty, filthy, probably the most unclean animal on the face of the earth. They're just, but they taste so good, don't they? You know, bacon, sausage, what, what tastes better? What smells better than that? But these guys, you know, it's unclean. And even these filthy pigs can't handle these demons because you see that. That is, that's even below these swine. And yet, this man, in this condition, we don't know for how long, but notice this. These pigs, as they're possessed by these demons, they were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. So they all, you know, they commit mass suicide, these pigs, just really weird, really bizarre. The whole story is bizarre except for the fact that God, you know, the, the, the incredible power of God, the almighty power of God. So, verse 16, or in the end of verse 15, we see that these individuals were afraid. And then in verse uh, 16, it says, And they that saw it told them how it befell of him that was possessed with the devil, and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray, to pray. I mean, they were begging the Lord. You think you come here rejoicing and worshiping, but no. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. See, the one thing the world cannot handle is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And whether it's in the workplace where God is using you. You see that you've realized that you've experienced that people don't like you. They don't want you talking about Jesus Christ. They don't want you bringing your Bible uh in, into into the into the break room or on the campus or into the office. Uh the one thing that the world cannot handle is Jesus Christ. And isn't it wild that they they were comfortable, more comfortable I should say, because I think it was a very difficult place to live just in a, from a spiritual standpoint. But isn't it wild that they would be more comfortable with legion in his former state and the darkness that they were, you know, the, the cloud of darkness that was in the area of spiritually they were more comfortable with that than they were with our Lord's deliverance and the light that he had brought into this situation, into this, onto this side of the lake, I should say. It's wild, but that's just the way it is. We, we live in a very filthy environment, spiritually speaking. This world is extremely dark. It's getting darker. You know, living in California, man, it's just, it blows my mind. How could they possibly pass this law? How could they possibly allow our kids to be edu- or indoctrinated in, you know, as, as five-year-olds with this kind of stuff? It, it's, it's horrifying, and it is demonic. Make make no mistake about it. It is demonic. This is the land of legion. The United States, in a sense, the, the the enemy's moving. Well, as we see here, this man's delivered, and in verse seventeen we read, and they began to pray him. Once again, we began. They began to pray him to depart out of their coast. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might that, that he might be with him and you know Legion wanted to be with the Lord howbeit Jesus suffered him not but saith unto him go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the lord ha, ha- you know what god has done for you great things the lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee and he departed and began to publish in Decapolis, that means the ten cities. It was you know it was, it was pagan. It was Roman, but it was it ten cities confederated together. How great things Jesus had done for him, and all did marvel. You notice this, and all men did marvel. And, and we're going to close there this morning, but I want you to highlight this from our story. These indiv- they they marvelled because here is this guy at one point you know he's cutting himself, you know, he's, uh, you can't chain him up, you can't control him, and we read about how he was crying, and that and that means to scream, and he was just in this horrible state, and you can imagine what he looked like, and it's just his vocal cords, his really being impaired for, as far as his speech, and that was, you know, as it speaks of in the Greek, it talks about... Um, it can actually speak of croaking like a frog. So he was just in a horrible state, but now it's very he comes into town, he's got new duds on, he's got his hair combed. he's just a whole different guy. And everybody marveled. Now look, the world, the world wants to marvel. Marvel heroes, Marvel comics. <laughs> the world wants to marvel they you know they 'll pay money to go, "Hey, they want to marvel, go to the movies and marvel at what wow, you know the Hulk, justice League, whatever the case may be, you know um Superman, Batman, the world wants to marvel, and the one thing that they will is going to cause them to marvel is you and I being changed by the same individual. That changed Legion, that extreme change, where hey, this this wasn't there. There was no uh, twelve stepping or months and months of psychotherapy. This was instantaneous. The Lord delivering this man, and, and once again, no one on this planet is as far gone as Legion was. But notice how quickly he was delivered. God, when God enters into the picture, it is. The power of extreme light, extreme power, the power of God himself to deliver, to to bring forth victory and redemption, extreme redemption. The world wants to marvel, and the world will marvel those people that you work with, your neighbors, your family members, you know, we got Christmas, we have Thanksgiving and Christmas, Um, they're going to marvel when they see the same God working in our lives. That wow, this person is is totally different. And we read about historically speaking, uh, that there there was great revival in these in these ten cities where that we see that very likely from this man where people uh there there was a, a change that took place. And you can imagine, you know I, I, I would uh say that it was probably because of this man, you know, Uh, people saw hey there's a reason there's a reason to marvel there's a person behind this as God's people this morning hey we serve a marvelous God we serve one who is marvelous who is all powerful And, and look don't leave here this morning thinking that, you know, my condition is just just a little different. That's the lie of the enemy. That comes from the pit. or The state I'm in, it just, nothing seems to help. That's because God wants the glory. God wants you to go through all the resources. You know, once you've gone through all the resources, you can, once you've, you know, emptied um, your shelves, so to speak, once you've kind of gone through all the... uh, the people, the pastors, the bestsellers, the self-helps. And you're like, man, you know what? No one can help me. Watch what God will do. I believe it was Matthew Henry that said this. Man's extremities are God's opportunities. And so often it's not until we, we reach the end of our rope where there, there's nothing left to hang on and we're just losing, that we're willing to let go and, and, and hold on to God. And, and that's where we find deliverance. That's where we say, you know what? God is greater. God is able. There's nothing impossible for him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you've delivered us as your people. God, that you've saved our souls and that you've come into our hearts and lives, just as you, you did with, with legion. And this morning, we look to you, Father, we pray, Lord, that with whatever we're going through, may we realize, may we understand that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that you're able to deliver from that which is extreme, extreme darkness, extreme torment. And may we look to you, Father, recognizing, understanding, knowing that that you're our hope, that you're our blessed hope. I pray for your blessing on your people, Lord, as we continue to fellowship, and Lord, that you would be glorified. I pray that you would empower us, Lord, even right now, for those things that uh, have thrown us off, Lord, those things that um, we have lost hope concerning, those things that, Lord, uh, we need you to intervene in and through, Lord, we commit them into your hands, we cast all our cares upon you, and Lord, I pray that you would empower us with your spirit even now. And God, that we would go forth in the strength, uh, in the victory that is in Jesus Christ, in Him alone. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all.